You are listening to Bible study with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Network. Bible study with Apostle Dwayne is a weekly broadcast that looks at issues facing the black community. Join us to get a biblical perspective, detox from misinformation, and ground yourself in truth. Black America, I believe that you can have it all. Financial success, community stability, an enjoyable life, and more than enough money in the bank if you know biblical success principles and tactics based on truth. Welcome to Bible Study with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Podcast Network. My name is Apostle Dwayne Hughes. What do you really know about the Bible? Did you know that it is about your true ancestral history? Did you know that the scriptures were in Africa long before they were in Europe? Or what about the African Christian kingdoms that existed long before the European colonization of Africa? You have been lied to. We are the original victims of identity theft And on this show, we're going to give you the truth. And God is going to return to you what was stolen. You will finally have the peace of knowing where and to who you belong. As we geek out on the scriptures and turn you into a certifiable Bible nut. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. So let's begin. Welcome to Bible Study with Apostle Dwayne. My name is Apostle Dwayne Hughes. So last week on um, on Bible study, we, we talked about um, tithing. And really, I talked about that every week now since I started doing these. And it's funny, I didn't realize it, but a lot of ministers or mainline ministers are coming clean on their on what they've been doing that's wrong concerning tithing um particularly like creflo dollar and and he's really the only one i've seen besides him and uh benny hen even say they what they did was wrong but then they but at the same time you know he he didn't admit that he was wrong and he knew he was wrong okay And it's funny, there's been a lot of people that I have seen who uh, have ministers underneath of them, primarily, that want to continue in that because they think that it's right or they or or they've got all kinds of reasons. They see it's work for me in my life or or whatever. But the fact they're not or whether it's, it's according to the scripture seems to escape them. And, I, and and to be honest, I, I think it's because they got those bills, those buildings and lifestyles that they've built up that they want to keep getting that money, you know, and unfortunately, you're going to be judged. No, I should say, fortunately, you're going to be judged for that. If you know that tithing is wrong and you tell people to do it for any other reason, then you're wrong. And, and even if you don't know it's wrong, you sh- you've got plenty of witnesses. Go look at the scripture. You're putting people under a bondage. You're putting them under the yoke. And that's one reason why so many people are struggling, because God is judging them for tithing. 
He's giving them grace for giving, but they're under the, they're they're being judged. You're, they're allowing the devil entry into their life because they're they're trying to be under the law and they don't even know it. But because it's a sin of ignorance, it, you know they don't get the hit quite as bad as they should. But people are being brought under bondage, and the only one who's 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 actually able to to do well under that system is the people who are receiving the money. But even then, you're going to be judged for that. You don't want that money. You don't want that. Free the people up. I, and last week's message, you know, I, 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 I gave, you know, for those who watch it, I gave a whole new blueprint of, of what the Lord does want us to do. He wants you to take turn, tie, uh, turn from what you've been doing, repent, and use those facilities and buildings and whatnot to help get the people lifted. If you help to get the people lifted to where they're doing well, your ministry will flourish. He'll bless you in the work of your hands. But if you don't do that, then you're going to be judged. And, and the time is coming. The people are going to start ripping the covers up. We have the Internet. We have the Internet now. There's just too much information that's readily available. You can't control and manipulate people like they used to. It only takes the couple presses of a button and someone will be able to tell you you're a liar and a manipulator. You don't want that. You need to repent before the people and tell them you had it wrong. And, and, and a lot of them, even though uh, you've been abusing them, will, will still forgive you because you admitted you're wrong and they'll stay. I, I you know, I don't I wouldn't. If someone told me that they were wrong and they were lying, they knew they were lying. No, I wouldn't stay, you know, but but. But, you know, some people are just so loving and trusting that they would. And and but the bottom line is you're going to it, it does. The judgment of the people is actually a small thing. Every person who stands in a pulpit is one day going to go before the most high God. Who will be able to stand? Who will be able to stand the judgment of Mashiach when you're looking him in the face and his eyes, one pupil is bigger than the sun and much brighter than that. Searching you, knowing your every thought, every intent, every emotion, full of fire. Who could just think don't exist? You know, I mean, it, it, it amazes me. It amazes me. And in, in the time that we live, we've got all these great stuff you know we got these movies and special effects where you can see like you know these superheroes and whatnot you know beat somebody to death there ain't nobody you've ever seen on a screen or could even imagine that actually compares to the most high there's nobody who could punch you and knock you into a different uh different a different time zone like him i mean there's there's nobody he i mean he, he he does just little things, just a little thing, like like popping a hand out on the wall and terrifying you, just giving the, the devil just just uh, uh, just a couple minutes to play with you like a dog with a doll in its mouth. You get right. Or you'll be judged further. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I have no understanding. As to why so many people play. With the judgment of God or, or comfortable playing with it. I don't understand it. 
I don't understand it. But if your ministry is dependent on tithes and your ministry is dependent on you telling people to tithe, you are a sinner. You need to repent. That is a lie. Does that mean that people don't need to give if they're going to go to your ministry and, 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 and whatnot? They should give. If they're benefiting from the ministry, they should give. But if you mandate a certain amount that they have to give, and then if you tell them they, they got they have to tithe or their stuff is cursed, and you tell them that they have to tithe off the gross, and then they have to put an offering on top of that, you're actually taking like 30% of their income. God's not going to be happy about that. You know, that's that's you know, I may be a little high on my figure. I may be actually I might be quite right. Because let's just say someone made four hundred dollars a week and and they tied forty dollars ten percent and then they put another half on top of that which is the offering of uh you know twenty dollars so let's just say they're giving you sixty dollars okay out of their four hundred dollars but let's just say that four hundred dollars was pre-tax so so four hundred dollars times let's say they're getting 22 percent in tax times point seven eight that's 312 dollars and by the time you take uh 60 dollars 312 divided by 60 or actually no 60 divided by 312 that's 19 percent of their income so i was a little high on my figure but still it's 20 percent you're hitting them for 20 percent you know and that's that's after and so so if somebody's making you know if they're giving you 20 percent off of a tithe and offering which is they're thinking it's only 15 percent but you but because it's coming off the gross it's actually higher you know that's a double tithe you just got them to double up you know and 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 then at the same time you're mandating how much they, they're supposed to give. That's not the way it works. If you don't have an assignment that God has told you to do, like, for instance, what he did with, um, with, um, in the, in the, in the message I spoke last week, when I showed you that the example, when Moses needed the, the, the material for the, you know, for the Holy of Holies and the tent and all the implements and the and the things that they the the vessels and everything that they used for making all that stuff. He, he God told Moses, hey, Moses, tell the people to bring an offering a, a good a free will offering. And then this is what it's going to be for. And so then Moses went and told the people God is asking that me to make these things that's for, for us to do this and and he would like for those of you who have who want to give to bring something and so the people brought the people brought and they continued to bring they brought until they they brought so much that that they had to tell them to stop bringing it and and there's an issue there though because now no one will tell you to stop bringing it that's another problem. If if you don't have an assignment that God is telling you do this, and then you you tell the people, you know, God says, hey, I, I need to do this particular 
thing and I need the resources to do that. Once, you know, what, what's, what's the reason for them to bring any money or bring any offerings or whatnot? What is it for? And so once he told them, okay, look, this is what it's for. Once they brought more than was necessary for that, then they could tell them to stop. But a lot of times now, you know, there is no reason that they're asking you to bring it. There's nothing in particular that needs to be done. They just want you to bring on a continual basis, you know, just because. Now, the, the scripture says the minister is worth his wages. It says don't muzzle an ox while it treads the grain. If someone's ministering the spirit into your life, then what is it that you give them uh, out of your carnal resources? That That's, that's understandable. But the design, if you look at what Moses did and in, in, in telling the people to bring the stuff for the that they needed for the ark and all that stuff, they were using their bracelets and, and, and nose rings and, and earrings. They, they weren't bringing all their wealth. It was a tip. It was just a couple of things they had. They brought. They were just they, out of their excess. And so what we have to do is, uh, is we have to raise the people. To a point where they have excess and that's that's you know where your ministry should be blessed it's out of you helping them to to get excess help them grow that's why the tithe was only on the increase anyway not on their their primary um return it was it was, it was their the return minus whatever their cost was that's what the tithe was was on the increase there's never been a time when God wanted you to have people just give out of their primary resources, you know, for, for just, just because it's always off the increase. There are only a few examples I can think of, you, you know, where it might've been different. Like for instance, the widow and the oil with, um, with Elijah during the, during the drought, you know, but that was a, that was a, a miraculous set of circumstances and it wasn't just do this on a normal everyday basis. This was just, you know, her her being obedient to help him with what she gave him allowed her to be the only one to survive the drought. But you can't say that that's what God is telling every minister to tell people to give all their resources. You know, that's that's not that's not true. That's a um and I don't mean I'm not saying the ministers are telling them to give all their resources, but you got a lot of people preaching the sermon where they where they talk about the widow who only had two pennies and she put in everything she had. You got a lot of people out there teaching people that. And it was God who told the widow to do that, not someone. You didn't see Jesus tell the widow, hey, widow, put in your two pennies. He was observing what she did. That was moved on her heart by the most high. He, he didn't tell her to do that. I've read that scripture many times and I and I don't see that. And so we got to move away from all this stuff where 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 this tithing is concerned. God does not want people tithing. And any minister who's preaching tithing, you're going to be judged for that. If you can't justify it in the scripture, and you can't. If in the New Testament they were um you know stark arguments about not being under the law, that you shouldn't tell people that they have to get uh, circumcised in order to be uh, to be in the uh, you know 
to be approved, how much less would they have even considered tithing an issue? We're not under the law. Jesus satisfied the law. You, there's no more need to bring the tithe. We only offer as he tells someone to, as you have it. He tells you as you have something, he moves on your heart on what to give. And if as ministers, ministers can't be uh, satisfied with what God tells the people to give, then you're going to be judged just like the sons of Eli. I talked about that last week as well. Eli had two sons who were not content with the people bringing the offering the way the Lord told them to bring it. They wanted it their way and they would take it gangster style out of their pocket. And that, that person, those two men died. They died in battle and, the, and Israel lost the Ark of the Covenant because of it. You know, I mean, there's so much wrong that happens now because people are so concerned with filthy lucre, everybody's money and stuff like that. You know, and 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 the bottom line is a minister needs to be honest, needs to be diligent, needs to be faithful. And God will provide for you. It may not be the way you want it. It may not always look the way you want it, but you have to be content with it if that's his will for your life. If his will for your life is for to, to bless you to, to do this call and to serve in ministry and to minister to people, then that's the blessing by itself right there. If you get something out of it on this side, that's extra. But don't expect that you should be able to do ministry and manipulate people at the same time. Those two things don't go together. And it's for those reasons that the, the ministry gets judged. It's for those reasons that the name of Christ is blasphemed. You know, it's for those reasons that there's so much uh, territory that the devil has in people's lives. Uh, and, and every false minister or minister who, 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 who does some kind of manipulation or any of this fake stuff, pushing people over, the church dance, all of that stuff, you're going to be judged for that. You're going to be judged for that. And, and, and there's so much information coming out. You know, there's so much revelation. There's so many people speaking the truth. It's only a matter of time before you won't be able to have a congregation. It's only a matter of time before so many people are, are, are in the chorus speaking at the leading of the Holy Spirit that that people who are who are who have ministries that are set up on, on fake falseness and, and manipulation and all that stuff and thievery. You're not going to be able to even keep a building or any of that stuff. All that stuff that you committed yourself to is going to fall down like a weight right on your neck and the Lord's going to push down on it. You know, you don't want to be judged. You know, uh, you know, I mean, his judgment is not something that's just going to be easy to handle. You know, I use the analogy of, you know, being a dog or, or, or I'm sorry, or being a doll, a rag doll in the mouth of a dog. We've all seen that. I've seen that, man. I'd never want to be that doll because that dog is giving it, you know, giving it hell. And and unfortunately, there's a lot of people in this life who just have decided that they want to they want to be that doll in the devil's mouth. And you definitely want to be that doll in, in you know, in the Lord's hand, because he'll, he'll you know, the, I mean, the devil is just an angel. I mean, imagine the most high if he gets a hold of you, you know, I mean, and so please, I mean, just just take what I'm saying to heart. 
take what I'm saying to heart because the wickedness that you do doesn't just affect you. It goes into your life. It goes into your family members' lives, your children, your children's children. These things come back and they come back in ways that you don't expect. Everything that you do in the, in the dark is brought to the light. You know, I mean, this is a, this should be a scary thing for all of us. I know I need the Lord's grace. And I'm not going to tempt him to destroy me because of my desire to try and take care of myself or make sure I'm good myself. You know, if 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 he can't if you can't trust him to keep you and sustain you, then what are you doing this for? Why are you doing ministry? If you if you can't be faithful to teach the people what they need. Why even do this? Why even even subject yourself to the potential of judgment? I mean, you know, I, and I know I talk about this a lot. But it's what the Holy Spirit is telling me to say. He is going to start ripping the covers off of more and more and more ministers. Judgment is first coming to the house of the Lord. He's going to start ripping the covers off. And the pressure is going to be intense. The pressure is going to just get more and more and more intense. And all he has to do is say, okay, all right, devil, you can get him. And you'll, it, you'll easily fall into some kind of mischief that you didn't, that you wouldn't have even thought of and be judged. You know, he's not, uh, and that's just on this side. You know, I, you know, the the next place, hell and the lake of fire is no place that anybody with any right sense would want to go. And as ministers, when we hear the word of God, you have to understand we are held to a much higher account. A much higher account. Than the people that you might be leading. But if you're faithful, you know, uh, he can bring people through your ministry that you wouldn't expect. You know, we, we have to go, we have to move and, and, and just being more and more and more faithful and righteous uh, at his leading. That's, that's, that's the, that's the job. The job is, can I speak the truth? Even if it costs me something, will I speak the truth? Even if I gain nothing, you know, that's that's what was faced by Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego that we talked about them a lot. But here they were there. They're, that was life and death. They were in a situation where. If they didn't bow down at the knee. When the when the uh, musicians start to play their music, the little church dance music. That they will be thrown into the fiery furnace. All they had to do was bow the knee. And, and 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 worship the the king a man a human king and worship him as a god that's all they had to do something so simple everybody else did it but they told him o king live forever our god is able to save us from your fire but even if he doesn't we still won't bow our knee to that image and we still won't worship you as God. 
And so he heated the fire up seven times hotter and gave them another opportunity. And they went into that fire. Now, is it a promise that you're going to go into a fire and, and, and not get burned and come out unscathed? No. The Lord is able to decide when and when, when and when not to perform the miraculous. But if you're not faithful, you'll never be in that situation. That's the kind of thing that happens if you decide to, that I'm going to be faithful. Is you're going to face fiery furnaces. You'll face firing squads. You'll face being in the, the lion's den. You know, you'll face the kind of things that the early church faced. If you decide to be faithful, you're going to face trouble. You're going to face trial. Jesus said in this life, you will have trouble. You will have tribulation. Okay. But if you step into the fight, you'll be found faithful. And that's the thing that's the most important is we have to get to a place where the most important thing to us is be found faithful to hear him say, when you leave this body and you come home, well done, my good and faithful servant. You can insert your name. Well done, my good and faithful servant, whatever your name is. Whatever your name is, you started out jacked up. But you believed my word and you hung on to me. And you gave your life to me. And you went through all the trials and struggles and everything that I sent you through. And you didn't turn back. You didn't change your confession, no matter who said something about you or no, and no matter what you lost. You just stayed faithful. No matter who criticized you, no matter how many bad things you went through, no matter how many temptations the devil put before you and all these things, you stayed faithful. And then the times when you did fall, you, you repented quickly and you got up, you brushed yourself off like nothing happened. And you just kept on moving with the same fervor. It's enter into my rest. Dwayne. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear, well done, Dwayne. My good and faithful servant. You started out jacked up. But you didn't turn. And you didn't change your confession. No matter what I sent you through. No matter what was thrown at you. No matter how many times things didn't turn out right. You were tempted to, but you just couldn't do it. You, every time you just kept holding on to, to the belief, your belief in me. And you, uh, you esteemed yourself by doing such. And so enter into my rest. That's what I want to hear. And so that's what, <clears throat> and that's why I'm speaking to you. So if you're a, a minister right now, or you're not a minister. Let me just tell you, every believer, every true believer in Christ, in Mashiach, Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, every true believer in him is a minister. You may not know it, but you are. You're the only one who can do the assignment that he has for you in the lives of the people that you know. You're, you are the only one who is qualified to tell people about him. You're the only one who's indwelled by his spirit. The only ones, the only, only true believers in Jesus are even qualified to become 
a minister. There, that's that. That's the ranks that we are chosen from. It's only true believers. It doesn't matter if somebody's got more money than you. It doesn't matter if they got ten seminary degrees. It doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters. If they don't know God, they're not supposed to be in a pulpit. They're not supposed to be talking to people about Jesus. If he hasn't called them and sealed them with his Holy Spirit, they're not saved and they're not a believer and they're definitely not a minister. And so if you are a believer, understand that you have the, the criteria, the necessary criteria to become a minister. In actuality, you are a minister according to the scripture. You're a disciple. Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, uh, if anyone wants to be my disciple and come after me, he must first deny himself, then take up his cross and then follow me. In the end of uh, Matthew, he said, go uh, all have all power and, and authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go preach and make disciples. Telling them uh, to, to obey those things which I have told you. And these signs shall follow those who believe. You see, and so the 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 issue is for a lot of people is that they haven't been made a disciple. And if we are made disciples, you don't want to be a disciple of a human. You want to be a disciple of Mashiach. You want to be a disciple of Christ. That he is the one who is making you and keeping you and strengthening you. And if someone else is uplifting themselves above him, that you should be their disciple, then something's wrong. Because we're all disciples of the king. Those who are his actual disciples. Okay, so I'm at the end of my time for today for Bible study with Apostle Dwayne. I know I didn't actually read any scripture today. I'm just kind of talking off the cuff on what uh, the Most High has laid on my heart to talk about today. And uh, I just pray that uh, these messages are blessing you. And I'll see you again uh, next week for Bible study with Apostle Dwayne. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 730 for Just True uh, with Apostle Dwayne. And we'll be again looking at whether or not the Apostle Paul was a false apostle. Uh, which he was not. I'm going to prove that to you tomorrow. We're going to talk about the different doctrines that uh, that are in debate and whatnot. And so I'll see you then. Thank you again for tuning in to Bible Study with Apostle Dwayne. We hope that these messages are ministering to you and empowering you to make a difference in your life. Please don't forget to subscribe to our RSS feed so that you never miss a new episode and don't forget to tell your family and friends. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow on Just Truth and Manifesting the Mind of Christ.